Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Spreaker, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oney, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Hi, this is Pam Stevens inviting you to join us each week for the Legend Country Club as we bring you three hours of classic country music. Join us this week as we go back to 1966. Hope you'll join us for the Legend Country Club Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. right here on the home of forgotten favorites, the worldwide legend. Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, it's the Tim Oney Show for two big hours right here on The Legend. Tim will let you know how you can request your favorite song. And during the second hour, Radio Tim counts down the top songs from this week in 1962. Don't miss it. The Tim Oney Show, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on The Worldwide Legend. 
Well, a very good morning to you. We're a little late, and we'll explain all of that in due time here in just a moment. But we need to get started. Um, gosh, it all started last night when I was woke up several times in the night with my beeper going on. And it was not a good thing. Uh, it kept waking me up, and I'd have to go do something about low glucose. And four or five times, and I wasn't sleeping, and so we had to get that fixed, and hence the oversleeping. So my fault entirely on me, but we're here. Okay, um, I'm not even sure Jenny's here yet. Not yet. And so we'll start with you, Jeff, and what's going on with you. Well, <laughs> I have an unusual iPhone problem that uh, it says it, it, it says it's charging, and it says it's starting to charge, and then it says it's not charging. And I'm not sure what the problem is. When I go to settings and I look at my battery health, it says that there's nothing wrong with my battery, and my battery is supporting 100% charging, and the phone is on peak performance. So I may have to contact Apple about this one. But in the meantime, I reset the phone to its factory uh, defaults to see if that might solve the problem. If it doesn't, it means I probably will have to buy another iPhone because I'm not putting any more money into the phone. Because I bought, I bought a replacement battery for it a few months ago. But I've had the phone for a number of years. I was just hoping to wait till September when possibly the iPhone 14 would come out. But that may not be something I may have, I may have to get another phone. So we'll have to find out. Time other than that, my... Go ahead, Bill. I'm with Tim. Um, I was going to say I might suggest trying a different charger. I am going to do that. Uh, I have another one in my bedroom and see if that works. And then if that works, then the problem is with this, the chargers that I just bought from Amazon. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, nobody's ever gotten a bad charger from Amazon. Well, no, they said it was an Apple certified charger. It wasn't, it wasn't just something with some no name. It was, it was an Apple certified device. So I have no idea. Because I wanted the longer charging cables, so we'll see. That's all I could. You know, it's always a testimony of trial and error here. But we'll see what happens. Jenny's on the way. So it happens. Uh, Tim, let's go over to you and see what's going on with you this morning. All right. Good morning to everyone, and uh, it's. Uh nice weather today. It's supposed to get really cold this weekend. Highs in the low to mid-50s. <laughs> but uh, right now, we're supposed to get up to 75. So, pretty nice. And uh, everything's going pretty good here. I went out and bought a new computer yesterday. So, looking forward to... Well, I'm not really looking for. I hate setting up computers. But, <laughs> but I... You know, something you got to do. Are you and getting they, a new computer? I, yeah, I already got it yesterday. But is this going to be used to replace your, the one that you do your show on, or is it going to be something different? Well, I'm going to set it up so I can do my show on it. But uh, is yeah, it Windows it, 10 or? Well, seven? it's 10, but it can be upgraded to 11. So that's why I got it on sale. <laughs> Where'd you buy it? Was, curious. Probably with that Micro Center. Okay. It's a, a Lenovo. It's a little tiny laptop, 14-inch, but 
Boy, they're skinny. <laughs> they're thin, I mean. Well, I will tell you that the Lenovo's, that used to be the IBM ThinkPad. Those are pretty good machines. There's nothing wrong with those oh, machines. Oh, yeah. They're, they're very good machines. You're just going to have to get used to it or may have to use an external keyboard. Uh, yeah, I, actually, their keyboard isn't that bad. It doesn't have a numeric pad on it? Their keyboard is... No, it doesn't. Okay, doesn't. If, if, you, if you don't want to buy a new keyboard... You can buy this thing, and they, it's called a USB numeric keypad. It looks like a calculator yes, when you get it. Yeah. And I had one at one time, and you could buy that. And this way you can, you know, well, you don't use JAWS. You, I think you use MD, NVDA, but if you use JAWS yep. or whatever, it, it will work with the insert key, and it will work with NVDA as well. Yeah, actually, NVDA requires the number pad a lot more than JAWS with their, uh, well, equivalent of the JAWS cursor. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of important to use a number pad, but I always use an external keyboard on most of my machines anyway. So, Go ahead, Bill. I didn't mean to take over. No, no, that'll just get you going, Tim. It won't take long. Just putting Studio on there is going to be a job. Yeah, yeah, I know. Do you have enough hard drive space to... It's a five twelve um, hard drive. Have you always put your music on USB drives? Yep. Yep. Well, you know what you're doing then, so I guess you would just get to it and you'll do it. Yeah, it might be a few years, but no. <laughs> I should have it done this weekend or probably at least up and running. Well, that'll give you something to do. Once you start with that, it'll hard to have it on two different two different machines. But yeah, yeah, I know. You know, once once you get it put in that. There's Jennifer. Twins are winning and. Uh, Except yesterday they lost, but that's the first time in a while. We're doing well. So let's go over to Dave and Chris and see how they're doing this morning. Well, we're doing okay. Nothing really new. Had Finally had some pretty decent weather. Uh, so that's a good thing. Uh, it was... I think the high was in the upper 50s the other day, and it's going to be 91 Saturday. So we're just jumping from one extreme to the other. I love it, Chris. Love it. And you do have a demo coming up the second hour, don't you? Yes. Yeah, we do. Can I ask what you're demoing? It is a wireless, waterproof doorbell. No smartphone required. No pairing required. And less than 15 bucks. Now you're talking Jeff's price. You can't beat right. a deal like that. No, no. no, you can't. Jeff said, Considering I spent money and bought my own Zoom account, and my sister goes, But you didn't have to do that. You know, and I said, Sharon, I, it, it's family, and, I, and you can use it anytime you want. That's not a problem. So. Speaking of Jeff's price, I. Uh, Yesterday, when I got the computer, I got, uh, they had 
their own brand of flash drive, which I like a lot. Theirs are great. They don't have anything on them for uh, 10 bucks for a 128 gig flash drive. <laughs> no, flash drives are relative. They're, They're really, really cheap important. these days. So. so let's see. Uh, let's get Jenny in here and see what she has to say. Good, slow morning, everybody. <laughs> Did you sleep late too, Jenny? Yeah, because we had a rough night last night. But Excuse. it took a while to get back to sleep. We um, we have a... My arm has a sensor on it. And if my blood sugar goes below 70, it starts off this loud alarm. And it did it then. And I thought I had it fixed. I went, got a couple cookies to get it back up. That didn't work, and it kept going again and again and again and again. So I don't think we finally got settled back down till 4 or 5 o'clock because it just kept going. So was it a defective sensor, Bill, or do you think it was still a problem that you, that you had undergone for something you ate or didn't eat or whatever? No, I don't think it was a defective sensor. I think it was just that uh, I maybe not ate enough before I went to bed. I'm thinking I ate a big salad uh, for dinner, but. That didn't seem to work. So, there's not too many carbs in a good salad. So, the carbs are basically what raise your sugar. So, I I guess if we're going to have the problem, I'd rather have it a little low like that than way up high. So, the medicine's doing its job. We're just going to have to get things adjusted. But I had the alarms and set and everything, and the next thing I remember, Dave's phone's calling me at uh, 8.41. I was just starting to wake up when he called, thinking, maybe we better get up. Or I figured it was about time for the alarm to go off. <laughs> so we threw things together. Jackie gave me a cup of coffee in her cup. I don't see how she drinks out of this thing. It's got one of those... I don't when know. you open it, it's got a little thing so you can open the hole so you can drink out of it. Oh, you sure doesn't give you much room if it does. Well, it's not supposed to because you're not supposed to spill it all over yourself. Oh, yeah. I see. It's one of those travel mugs, Bill. That, that's why. So that if you if you're traveling with it, you can close the cover and so it won't spill the coffee. That that's that's the uh, the whole point of it. Yeah, that. but I've either got too big a mouth or I can't get <laughs> this hole wide enough. <laughs> now it's one of the two. So, been busy this week, and I, I think we've had the death of a family member, but it, it affects things in many different ways, and that's got to be dealt with, and all the ramifications. So... It's just been one of those weeks. So, 
Have we heard from because I have been known to miss anybody. Am I missing anybody on the panel? I don't think so. We heard from Chris and Dave, and we heard from Tim, and I spoke way too much. So you've got everyone. Okay. Now about your cell phone. Try another try another charger. If that doesn't do it, reboot it, start it up. And if that doesn't do it, then it's time to go to the... Well, uh, I have some good news, maybe. It says that it's charging. Well, and... But I reset it to I reset the factory standards. It didn't erase my data. The only thing I'll have to redo is my fingerprint and my password on the phone, and that's the only thing that it that it that it didn't do. So, but this this is go, this is not going to be long for this phone bill. I am definitely upgrading the iPhone. Uh, uh, I just wanted to wait a while till the 14 came out, but I may have to buy a 13. So if I if I can get this phone to limp along for a little bit longer, we'll see what happens when that comes out with the 14. Well, that's good. You may want to get the one that does the LiDAR detection because I was just reading something yesterday about coming in the future later this year. They're going to have, through the software, if you have that LiDAR detection on your phone, it'll have door detection when you go someplace and tell you how close you are to the door, whether the door is open or closed, whether you have to turn the knob, push it open, pull it open. Now, I was just thinking, Jennifer, if I had the LiDAR detection and I was dancing with you, would that tell me that I'm getting too close to you? <laughs> I'm just giving Jenny, I'm just kidding around with you. I always do this with you, and you always you, you can slap me the next time you see me, okay? Jenny, he is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that weird. I'm just kidding around. I'm sorry, Bill. Chris's meter just went way off. That's right. She knows. She knows. She knows. All right. We're going to open it up to you guys for just a little bit. We're not going to talk about the weather in Albuquerque. We're not going to talk about what's going on um, in certain homes right now. But we'll get to that in just a few minutes. But we do have a planned topic today. You know, and this was brought to mind when, when Jenny told me about a company that helped people with um, Instacart apps. People that could not use a smartphone could call this company. They would track your um, delivery order from the grocery store and tell you where it was every step of the way. And so it works with Instacart, and we can't find it nationwide yet, but we haven't really looked too hard. Jenny, what was the name of that company? It was called um, Grocery by Phone, and I heard about it on a podcast of the state convention from Maryland of the ACB, and it, from the way they explained it it's well they didn't go into the details of how much it is to sign up for it or if you have to sign up for it but it's basically a middleman between instacart and you and you call them and place your order and they keep up with your order and if there's when they send messages about 
what they want to substitute for. This person tells you what they want to substitute and ask you if you agree to it and all that. So they follow the whole process. So is the difference is, is that you use your telephone with this thing, Jennifer, rather than your rather than an app right. on your iPhone? If you don't have a smartphone or you can't use your smartphone to do that. You call this number and they they do it for you. And so they'll they'll also actually take your Instacart order and put that in as well. Right. Wow. Well, that certainly is a service. I mean, I think it's duplicating what GoGo Grandparents can do as well, but that is a pretty interesting service. Well, GoGo Grandparents has not got involved with delivering groceries. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I thought they were. Right, beginning. no. So, it, but that, so that's pretty cool. Um, now, why we bring well, this? be something for seniors and people like that who can't use a smartphone. Or a lot of dis, uh, other disabled people. 67% of all seniors are now connected to Wi-Fi. But it doesn't mean that everybody can use their phone. And what happens to if they're all good, which we know is not the case, there's at least 33% of people that do not have any internet access, no way to get shopping done. Do you guys have any solutions, some suggestions? We would appreciate it. And we're talking on this topic for just a few minutes. Well, I think it's a really good service. Um, Hopefully it's not too costly. I mean, obviously the service isn't going to be free, but I, I, I would... I mean, I, you know, it's, it is amazing. And I mean, I know a number of people, I, 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 it's hard to believe it, but I've met a number of visually impaired, of totally blind people or partially, who don't have computers, who don't know tech, who aren't into the tech scene. And you can't believe how much this would serve, help them out. You know, I, I, unless we can get more services like this, um, I'd like for you to call in if... You're in that category. If you can't um, access those things, what do you do to get to the grocery store? Maybe the drugstore. This is the time, guys, when you can raise your hands and we'll get to you. Some stores, I think, like Kroger's here, may still have an option where you can call the store and they'll deliver it, but... We have a, a store here called ShopRite Supermarkets. They're based out of near downstate originally, and they have the same service. Uh, if you order through ShopRite, depending on where you live, they have their own delivery people. But like where I live, they use DoorDash to do the delivery. But if you if you really don't have a service or a way to, to use the computer, they will take your order by telephone. And just all they need is your what you want, a credit card, and you're done. And they and they go from there. I see we've got Gail. Gail, can you unmute yourself, please? I uh, used to use Coburn's Delivers for, for deliveries. Of course, now what happens is Wendy picks things up for me. You know, we you know now it's a little different because of the situation. But at one time, I used. What's called for the Coburn stores, 
uh, Colburn's Delivers, and they delivered. And then I would write up a a check. I, I would uh, use my debit card to pay for the order, and then they would deliver it. But then when the when the pandemic started, I had one heck of a time because they would not come to the door. I mean, so then I had to get go out there, and then I was worried that my grocery order would be <laughs> gone and things like that. But now with Wendy helping me with that stuff, I don't have any problem anymore. Um, so, how did you do Cobra? Did they read you what the sales were? Did you go? Did you have a reading service that you used? How did you know what was on sale and all the specials that you might well, want? Well, what I did is I wrote up my own list of things I wanted. I'd go through my refrigerator and my freezer and stuff like that and figure out what I needed. And I would write up a grocery list in Word. And then I would call them. And then I would just read this off to them. And then they would send me an email receipt afterwards, you know, and I paid for it with the debit card. Well, that sounds good. And that's how that would work. It would work. Well, would you like to have a service like grocery by phone as well, Gail? Do would, would you think if, if Wendy couldn't help you, that would help you? Would you be able to, do you think that would be something that... It, that it might be. It might be. Um, I'd have to, if someone could give me more information or I could do some research. Is there a way to do a search and find out myself all about this stuff? Yes. Go to Google. Because I can do that too. Yes. If you type in Google.com. Mm-hmm. I have in, Google. All I'd have to do is just write in the, the, for the search and then, but I was just kind of wondering about that. Yeah, just type in grocery by phone and see what comes up. Okay, thank you much. Thank you, Gail. Sure. And that that's her way of handling the situation. Chris and Dave, talk a little bit about if somebody was in that situation where you're at in um, in Blair County, how that situation well, would be handled. We have, I'm sure there are probably other options, but we have Blair County Association for the Blind. Actually, it's Blair Clearfield County there combined into one. And they will either take you shopping, grocery shopping, or clothes shopping or whatever shopping you want to do, actually. Or some people do call them with a list and they will go and pick it up and then you can pay them when they come or, well, you pretty much, I guess I've never done it, but I think you pretty much have to pay by check or cash. But there are a few people that they maintain debit cards for and you can, you know, think that's good or bad but there are a few people that they do that for or they will come by and pick up your debit card and pay for it and Mm. bring them back to you along with your card so they have several ways they do it well that's another way of getting it done and a lot of times as a visually impaired person we have to have trust and sometimes that trust doesn't work and sometimes it does, but most of the time it does. So you would think with an agency that maybe that ought to work. But that is an area, and that seems to be a solution to the problem. Tim in Minneapolis, 
What happens if you couldn't get out to the store? Well, now we Instacart, and uh, actually have been quite satisfied with it most of the time. Um, our store that we get Instacart from also has a delivery service, um, which we have never used. Um, I don't know if it's any better than Instacart or not, um, but it, uh, and we do that all on, well, actually, Laura does it on her phone. Um, I'm set up to do it too, but I've <laughs> never used my Instacart thing except to look at what's available and things like that. Right, but if you didn't have Instacart, what would you do? Um, probably, I would probably find something like like Walmart or one of the services um, because I'm not very good at shopping anymore. I don't think I could... Uh, deal with going to the store myself and stuff like that besides the fact that it's about whole eight blocks from here which is quite a ways when you're hauling a grocery cart and all that kind of stuff yeah, that would be tricky <laughs> that's the way i used to do it but uh Things can uh, too old i guess <laughs> <laughs> well uh, plus the fact it's very very difficult to get help at a grocery store yeah, that's gotten a lot more difficult than it used to be. It's very difficult to do that. And so you don't know what you're doing. I mean, it just happens that way. So you just have to do the best you can and make the most of it. Um Anyone else want to speak up on the topic? Do they have a different way they handle the problem? Do they have a friend? Uh, do they just go to the store themselves and get some help? Well, while we're waiting on somebody, um, I we, we use Instacart, of course, but back before Instacart, it was kind of, it was a little bit hit or miss, you know, you have to try to find a regular person, but it that can be hard and you don't get to shop as often as you would like. I spent most of my life only getting to go to the store about every three weeks and for produce, that's not real good for keeping fresh produce around. One of the problems I'm finding, Chris, and I don't know if you're finding it, is things that I normally would buy. They just don't have in stock a lot of times. But have you noticed that as well? I mean, for, oh yeah, yeah. But worse than ever. I mean, I've never seen it worse than now. I mean, it, it's some things it's getting better with, but other things. I'll give you an example. I love those Jimmy Dean bacon, egg, and cheese croissant or sausage, egg, and cheese croissants. Never find them. I finally found them in stock this past week, but for the last two or three months now, they've been out of stock. <laughs> It's a shame because they're that's good stuff. I love I love those. You know, Dave, I get it. Um, 
the White Castle, or those hamburgers, or the cheeseburger. They only have the cheeseburgers, but they don't have the regular hamburgers anymore for some reason. And not that I don't like the cheeseburgers, but I just like their regular hamburgers. Again, hard to find sometimes. Or TGI Fridays makes these potato skins. You put them on a cookie sheet, put your oven at 375 for so long or whatever, and you bake and they and you get sour cream with them. Fantastic. Again, it's always out of stock. Weird, the stuff you can't find. Like, I couldn't. It took me four deliveries to finally get chicken livers. And I finally called the store before I placed another order to see if they had them. I actually talked to the meat department. Also, another thing we've had trouble finding that we finally did find are hash brown potato patties. Just weird stuff. Yeah, we were looking for those, too. Yeah, we've had trouble with, uh, I don't know if you guys know the Jimmy Dean hash browns. The ones that they actually oh, the, have. The stuffed ones? Stuffed hash browns, yeah. yeah. And we love those, but boy, there are a lot of times they're out of those, out of stock on those now. I ordered two packages of hash brown patties and they sent me three. <laughs> so. Did they charge you for three? Oh. No, they just charged me for two. Then, then, then well, consider yourself nice lucky, Chris. <laughs> yeah, really. Consider well, yourself. Yeah, I mean, I looked at four stores and I, I got instead of twenty patties. Now we have thirty. <laughs> I like to go to the store by myself. Where I, I went to Hannaford, which is where my bank is located, and I said, "Could you help me do some grocery shopping?" And they said, "And and the lady in customer service was really nice. I mean, I couldn't get upset with her. It's just." Believe me, Jeff, if I could, I would. We don't have the staff. We are really short staff right now, and I don't have someone that can that I can have help you around the store. What do you do about that? I mean, I, I can't yell at them. They, everyone's going through that. Well, either they don't have them, or if they're that low, the staff, they get to help you. Oh, don't even, get me, don't even get me going there. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I've got a friend who used to do that in Little Rock some. And um, she would always get the janitor, which there's nothing wrong with that, except that half the time they didn't speak English. Oh, or, they, or they couldn't read properly. So, I mean, right. And, well, yeah, and, I mean, and I'm trying to be nice about it, but how do I? I'm not, I am not known for being politically correct, but what do you do in that case? Because, I mean, it, it really, if they can't help me in the store because they don't know where things are, I don't know, then they're wasting their time and they're wasting my time. Well, yeah, and it, it, it it's a real challenge. Anyone out there that faces challenges that wants to speak up on it? I was going to say, I know when I used to do regular grocery shopping, a lot of times I did it real early in the morning. I found that was a good time for them to give me help. But it is I was good. working nights at the time, so it was actually fairly convenient what i ha- i can't believe that we haven't had bill in chicago who happens to be here talking about this particular prop because i i would i would i would have thought he would have definitely brought his himself into to give us some of his uh, advice jeff. yeah i'm here joe i i, I, been I, to, I yeah, the reason i, I said that i knew you were going to say hey, something i wanted no, no, to get I you in really well i don't i have any problem because well all the years i've been shopping of course uh the wife and I, we did our own shopping and went to the store and did everything. And then, of course, if it got to where it couldn't, we couldn't read the stuff on the shelf, my kids, my two daughters, uh, my wife, 
And I, we taught them early to read going through the grocery store. We could, we could stand at the end of the aisle, and I would say, well, the oldest is Julia. I'd say, Julia, go down the aisle there to where Campbell's Soup is. And she knew what Campbell's Soup was. You know, recognize a can. And I said, I want you to find chicken noodle soup. And she'd go down there, and they'd find it. The wife actually taught the kids, most of the kids she, well, my two kids, she taught them to read going to the grocery store in the alphabet when they was three, four years old. We would show them the stuff and say, no, this is chicken noodle soup, or this says this, or this says that. And, of course, we've done all of our shopping. And, of course, now, well, my, my daughter's here, and we just go to the store ourselves. And I've got friends around here. If I need anything, I could call. I got, let's see, friends on either side of me and two doors down at if I need needed something, I mean, I just call them and they get it in no time. So I mean, that's that's one advantage. And of course, the stores I know they're really short of help. I know that because you go to all these stores and they always got signs in there, help wanted, help wanted, and which I don't understand is why all these places are short staffed, and they say that there's always help wanted. Is it? Is the fact that people don't want to work anymore, or they're being so subsidized? I'm not talking to me. I'm just talking about. Are they so subsidized that they don't have to work? I mean, that's you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, the subsidization is coming under tax dollars. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about blind people or handicapped people being subsidized. That, that, I'm just talking about normal, normal individuals. So I don't understand. And the same thing with the food and the shortage. I don't get that either because the the products out there just they can't find the help to process it. And because uh, I got a friend that has a big slaughterhouse in Indiana, and they well they butcher they butcher um, ears and stuff for individuals, and they do it for other other things. But he can't find help. He just, he just can't find people who wants to work. And he's paying $30 an hour. And he still can't find people to come in and want to cut up meat or do that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's a, it's a real problem. I don't know what, what's going on. I'm not going to get into politics, what's going on with this country, but there's something going on that we don't know about. And I well, you, know you just you said, said it, Bill, same, but you said same, it very same, gracefully. Same as, right, same, same as the... Same as the uh, baby formula stuff. Now, don't tell me they couldn't have got that factory running in two days. They could expect it. They could have expected that thing and had it up in two days or a day. Well, now it's going to take them. They're back up and they're going to take them back up. But it just it isn't there. There's. It's going to take them eight weeks to get that up to date. It's yeah, well, be- it, you know, that's what they say. But there's. There, I don't care what anybody says. I, I'll say it. There's an undercurrent going in the country that we don't know about. It's going to blow up one of these days. I just well, feel sorry for my grandson and kids coming up. I say the same thing because my daughters are young. I mean, I have a 15-year-old. I have a 30-year-old. And I feel right. sorry for them because that it is going right. to be affecting them. It's not affecting oh, me, yeah, but right. it's going to affect them. Right. And it is an right. issue, Bill. Right. I, mean, I don't disagree with you. I don't know what the situation. Well, I do know what the situation is. Without getting into a lot of politics, 
we've we've lost some of the work ethic values that we used to have in this country and oh yeah and right. that's all right. i will but, say and i don't want to go any further than that because i think i think it's pretty well self-explanatory right right well a lot of it is too to well it's 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 poly, i'm not poly but it's government because i knew back i remember back in the 60s and early 70s remember when they put out uh aid to dependent children you know, when, when a woman had a, a kid and couldn't afford it, they would come and subsidize you so much a month. Well, I know a girl that lived here in Chicago. I knew her here in Chicago, when I was in Chicago, that she had three kids out of, out of, out of wedlock, we'll say, or not, you know, wasn't married. She moved to California at that time because at that time, California was giving every mother for every child was getting $500 a month. And she moved to California. She wound up having nine kids. She was getting $4,500 a month from California. And to me, that was just like, that's crazy. I mean, you got to take care of the kid, but that's just crazy. Some people don't even make $4,500 a month working. Well... Thank you, Bill. It's a way she could survive. Great points, Bill. Uh, A lot of people will move from state to state because the benefits are better in another state. So it happens all the time. I think we got Julie with the raised hand, maybe. Uh, Let me just check it again. Yeah, go ahead, Julie. Unmute yourself, please. Good morning. Well, you know, I wonder in some cases... If people have found having to stay home and stuff from COVID, that maybe there are ways that they can get by on less. And with the childcare being so unaffordable and and probably shorthanded now too, um, you know they've found that well, you know maybe it is a savings for one to stay home. Um, I don't know if that might have might have a little something to do with it or not, but but yeah, and they say you know that jobs are are better now, but yet everybody's still shorthanded, so it is strange. But I wanted to say to Chris, we tried your chicken recipe, and we think it's a keeper. We really liked it. Um, was that the chicken noodle casserole? No, it was the it was the caramelized chicken legs. Oh, oh okay. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. Now, we think we might like prefer a little less soy sauce in it, but um, but we did think it was wonderful. Good. Well, the, I think the good thing about that is you can always use less soy sauce. That's right. That's right. Um, but, but, yes, we liked it a lot. And we made uh, Ralph made them the other night, and I ate the last one last night. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Sounds very good. I've got to go fix. I've noticed since we've been gone, our refrigerator is missing a meat tray, and the both of the vegetable crispers are gone. The other lower two things. So. Going to have to order parts for that 
to at least make it a, I know you've got a lot more room in there with no shelves, but it needs to be organized a little bit better. And so... Talking about refrigerators, I got a story for you that happened yesterday at my place. Um, I was complaining, Bill, have you ever had this problem where that would continue running and running and running and running? And I said, I have an overload of it. I have a lot of stuff in it. I put groceries in it, but it shouldn't run as long as it does. Well, my maintenance guy I happened to be friendly with who works for the complex. So let me come to see what your refrigerator looks like. And he says, you know what? I think I can fix this thing and it's not going to cost them anything and it's not going to be a problem. And I don't ever do this. Now, Dave, Chris, I'm going to ask you if you guys pull out your refrigerator and clean behind the refrigerator where the fan is, uh, where the grill is back there. Oh, yeah. Yep. I can't really do that that easily because the refrigerator is hard to move for me with one person. And as a narrow, my, my kitchen area is kind of small. But he did it. Um, and, he, and he fixed. And it's, it's now working the way it should be working. So I guess, uh, you know, that's a little advice to those who have refrigerators. And you, if you think that it's a problem... Rather than waiting and letting the compressor run and run and run and wear out, that might be something you want to do. How often do you do that, Dave? Um, maybe every two months or so, because that fan in the back takes in air to keep the compressor cool. And if it doesn't get the air, then it, the compressor is going to overheat and it may or may not shut off. Well, one of the reasons we do it so often is because the birdcage is right there and she throws food. Yeah. <laughs> now, is your refrigerator easy to move, or is, is it on wheels that you can easily move it, Dave? Or is well, it's-, it's on wheels, but they have it it's set with leveler, so you can't read. It's pretty hard to slide it. He kind of walks it by sliding it, you know, one side and then the other. And I have to, I usually get behind it and run the sweeper. Because it does take uh, this, this guy did it. He had a vacuum cleaner. He came, brought in a hand vacuum cleaner and just vacuumed. And he says, there really is no dirt back there, Jeff, because uh, you know, you are keeping the place very clean. But it's always good to do that every so often. So I'm going to see if I can get them to do that uh, at least few, once every few months. I live alone, so it's not as if I open and close the refrigerator all that much. Well, I don't know how our all our cabinet, of course, refrigerator is getting a little older. But I don't know all the, how all the shelves broke, or most of them. You yeah, know, it's overloaded a, the uh, tray, the drawers. You can only put so much weight in there. I have glass they shelves. Eventually, of mine. cracked and quit staying on their tracks. And, I mean, if you put enough weight in something, boy, they must have been pounds and something made to hold five. You're eventually going to break it. Yeah, they must true. have been really loaded. Must have been all those steaks you bought, Bill. And by the way, Chris, I want to just tell you that I was talking about making potato skins and cooking. Don't kind of spread that around too much because, you know, people might get the, the wrong impression of me, you know, guys. Uh, you, anything that could help your image, Jeff, we need to talk about. <laughs> You're so right, Bill. Anything that we could do. <laughs> I'm sorry. To I'm sorry. Help Go your... ahead, Bill. Oh, <laughs> unmute yourself. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to say Excuse maybe Nug got to your refrigerator bill. No, I was going to say the one thing you got to watch. I've done this my, <laughs> I've done this before, but especially the vegetable crispers and some of the, like the uh, meat drawer in that. You got to make sure that you shut the thing before you shut the door. Because I've done that where I took stuff out of the vegetable crispers and that or down to the bottom, the bottom door, and. 
I'm in a hurry and I'll grab it and I'll swing the door shut and I've broken a couple of those doors because if you don't shut it, the door just cracks it or breaks it off. And that, that'll crack it. You gotta make sure, make sure you push it back in before you shut the refrigerator door. They, it will it will break those. And I imagine Dave would probably say the same thing. You gotta make sure those are pushed in because you can, they break easily, they're just plastic. Yeah, fortunately, the new refrigerators have an alarm that'll go off. It'll let you know if... Uh, right, 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 yeah, right. I, I've seen that. I don't have it on mine, but I've, I've seen where I read about some of the refrigerators. I bought a new refrigerator about oh, four years ago, three years ago. So yeah. it does happen. Yeah, right. and they're not for refrigerators are not cheap right now. They're sky high. Oh, no, 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 not, not now they're not cheap. I mean, I think I paid, I I paid $1,000 for the one I got. It's a yeah. Maytag in it, but I mean, I, now I've seen the Maytag up as much as the one, pretty one, the much like I got. I've seen it up to close to two thousand dollars. Yeah, some of them are even as high as three thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah you never know. Uh, I think Jeff, we still have a couple hands. Yeah, raised. we do. We have Alan. Can you unmute yourself, please, Alan Ramos? And then, thank you, Bill. Okay. Hello, guys. Speaking of refrigerators. Ours went out, you know, the compressor went completely out. Oh. And the one that we have itself was provided by the complexes. So what did you do? I just called maintenance to have it replaced. Oh, that's an easy thing to do. It was, but sometimes the maintenance, you know, sometimes they'll drag their feet, you know, especially if the dancer doesn't put in the work order. How do you get your groceries delivered? Uh, my cousin takes us uh, shopping. Uh, your friend does? Yeah, my cousin does. She takes the shopping. Oh, okay. So there's the family network helping out. Yes, it is. And who does the cooking, Alan? Do you do I it do. or does Walter? Oh, you do it. I do most of the cooking. Sometimes my cousin will cook for it, but most of the time I do. Do you use special devices when you cook? I do have you? a talking microwave and regular stove. It's yeah. Not the touch one. Yeah. So oh, so it's the old-fashioned one with the knobs, right? Yes, yeah, the one with the knobs. And so, is most of your cooking done in the microwave? Some it's done in the microwave, some on the stove. Yeah. And some with the air fryer. I have an air fryer also. Oh well, then you're you're widening out your skill set there. That's great, Alan. Well, I'm trying to. Uh, well, you get, next time I come out to Ontario, California, you can cook for me, okay? Well, I don't know, Jeff, if I can do uh, You may not like what I cook. Uh, oh, I'm just giving you a hard he time. Might fix, I know, yeah. He might fix mashed potatoes and lima yeah, beans. Yeah, well, I can do that, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you just guys will never let me... A, a lima beans, too? I got that, Chris. No, I can do Sorry about that. Give him some peas and lima beans. Yeah, butter beans. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm sorry I mentioned broccoli it. broccoli and some Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Pam yeah. Francis, oh, yeah. can you unmute yourself? Hello, everybody. Um, I just, Chris, I have a question of you as a rehab teacher. Were you ever presented with a situation oh. where you had a client that may have been in, that may have a common area that everyone uh, deals with, and you got to make sure that nobody moves anything on me 
as far as uh, condiments and that sort of thing, is please on whatever shelf they're on. Do you do? You, were you able to uh, determine whether or not somebody can label that kind of stuff? Do you feel I what I'm never, saying? Were, yeah, I, but I never didn't really have any clients at that time in situations like that because by the time they got into situations like that um, back then they didn't have so many assisted livings and communal kinds of things um, I don't we don't I'm not in assisted living here I'm no I know but I'm, I'm other communal things that, I'm fortunate enough that we have a continental breakfast at my building that's offered five days a week and my my thing is is just trying to make sure that i i can keep track of where things are going to be from one week to the next with reference to the stuff that's supposed to be cold like the the cream cheese and the butter and whatever yeah i i don't have a good answer because when that many people are dealing with that many things i i mean that's like trying to herd cats um it's going to be hard to get cooperation from everybody. You know how people are, and I don't. I don't really have a good answer for that. I mean, you can try certainly, and you should, but I don't know that. I don't. It depends on how cooperative people decide they're going to be. Do they have people there that help you? Um, they they will. Yeah. At the same time, I'm trying to do as much as I can for me. Um, right. We are going to have a, a barbecue here over Memorial Weekend, and those times, that kind of a situation, I will not serve myself. Only because, yes, I have some vision, but I don't have enough vision to navigate a buffet line, and I know that. Therefore, I I won't I won't put myself in that situation. However, within the breakfast situation. There's not always a lot of people down there. Sometimes there is. It just depends on who's there and what's what. Um, I was just curious as to, uh, you know, as far as yes, they'll help me. But it's in the same breath, I want to do as much as I can for me. If that right. makes sense. Well, you want to do what's right for you, but also you want to else. do what's practical. That's and true. You know, sit down, get your meal, and eat it. Enjoy it. What's reasonably hot? Um, you know. So, I guess you'll figure that one out. Oh yeah, it's like I said, it's a work in progress. But it's it's just something I, I just started to throw out there to see if anyone had ever had the experience and how you handled it. Are you the only blind person there? There is one other gentleman, I think, who does not... I think he has a caregiver, and he doesn't come out and mingle with the people. I do, only because I I can, and, you know, the capability is there. But the the other gentleman in the building is quite a bit older and a little more frail. This is not really the right setting for him, but at the same time, he can afford to live here. What what I have found out in most situations, either A, an employee will step up or one of the crowd, the people that are more able and can and will do it, will will assist. 
So usually getting assistance is usually not a problem. No, I'm fortunate that there have been those who've been willing to. But at the same time, if they're not there, I don't want to be totally left out either. Right. So. But I do. I, I appreciate the help, and I thank right. you guys immensely. I'm. I got to tell you, I am truly enjoying this place and these folks. It, it's. It's truly liberating to be able to actually get up and see people. I. How long have you been living? How long have you been there, there, Pam? Did you just move in? Oh God. Will have been will be three weeks this Saturday. Right. Is this closer and, to your daughter? No. And she's been going down no, to breakfast. She, uh, most. she she she's further from me in mileage, but she's close. She's as close as far as time, only because she doesn't have to get on the highway. She doesn't have to get off the highway. You know, it's just she's not dealing with a lot of uh, city traffic. All right, so you're just right off the highway. That's yeah, yeah. So yes, I'm further, but but in time, I'm I'm not. If that makes sense. Well, it sounds good, Pam, and I'm glad you like the place, and and you'll make some friends, and that'll be cool. Oh yeah, yeah. It's there's some good folks here. And thank you, thank you much. And Jeff, I see that you saw my Facebook post. Yeah, I did. You're right. I'll just say it this way: what I left was not ideal for a blind person. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe me. I've been in situations like that, Pam. So I do understand. So at least now that you're living in a place that that is more suited to your suited to where you live and yeah. or to your lifestyle, you I should say. Thank you much. All right. Thank you. And I always forget the phone numbers. You're so good at this, Bill. We have an 818 call. So We've got Don and Sandy. Don in Hollywood. That's right. Yeah. Don, can you uh, unmute yourself? Okay. We're unmuted, I assume. Yes, you, you are. are. Yeah. Uh, while we're uh, on discussions of this kind, uh, I thought I would ask this question. Uh, uh, my uh, intended... <laughs> Uh, the beautiful Sandy, she's uh, currently she's living in an assisted uh, living facility. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, she has a caregiver that works there. He's the only guy that works there, which I don't think is legal. But at any rate, uh, he's gotten uh, at, at first they got along great, but he's kind of gotten a little persnickety lately. And he's saying like things like, I don't like you. I'm not going to do this or that. And uh, uh I know what my answer to that would be, but uh, but I'm I'm in a situation where you know I'm not family yet, so I have to be a little bit diplomatic, and so uh, I was just wondering if I should talk to this fellow or I should have uh, uh, one of his uh, uh, employers talk to him about doing just you know just uh, stuff for her, you know, like plugging in. Uh, her talking book player or picking up her Bible or whatever. Uh, any ideas from you folks? Yeah, he says, I don't like you. Well, I think I would get two ways around that. I would, A, try to document everything as much as you can, and B, take it to his superior. Work your way up the chain there. And do that, but try to document if you have to re- 
recorded, whatever you've got to do, because you don't want to make it your word against his word. I mean, they're there to plug in that talking book if that's what you want. They're there to make your life easier. They don't have a job if they don't have folks like you who need help. My question would be, um, does he go ahead and do it anyway or not? Uh, when he feels like it, right? Chad? Yeah, when he when he feels like it. Now, last week I kind of got on him, or, I, or rather, I called up his uh, his superior and, and you know nicely and told her what you know was going on. Uh, he wasn't going to plug in her talking book for, her. and later on he did plug in the talking book. So I assume that she you know had a talk with him. He's, he's gotten so hateful towards me. Yeah, he used to be a nice guy until uh, he got his citizenship, anyway, and then he <laughs> kind of went downhill. Is it is it my assumption that, that maybe I'm getting too personal, but just to understand that you guys don't live together? Is that correct or, or what? I'm just yeah, that's correct. We don't yet. Not yet. Okay. We're going to get married pretty soon. <laughs> so yeah. when you guys want to visit, do they have to help you out of the home, or how do you get? to where or can Don come there to visit you? Oh, he comes here. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, visit her and I also take her to uh, uh, the doctor and stuff like that. Uh, uh, We have people come and pick her up, but I ride along with her when she goes because it's a big facility and uh, there'd be no way in heck that she could, uh, you know, find her way back to where they pick her up if I I wasn't there. you have some vision, Don? Is that what I understand? Yes, I have a little bit. Okay. And so you then go over and visit her every morning. Is it a long way for you to get there? Yeah, it is. It's uh, We live in the valley out here, and uh, I live over in North Hollywood, which is on the eastern end, and she lives over more like in the western end of it, uh, in Northridge. So and, how long does it uh, take you to get... To get pro- how long does it take you to get from her place to your place? Well, it usually takes about uh, an hour and a half to two hours, depending on you know what the buses are like. So when you call the country music show on Saturday morning and you're calling a little after 9 or 10 our time, you've had to get up real early just to get to that bus to get over to her place. Is that correct? Well, usually, I I usually don't leave here on days like that until maybe about uh, 9 o'clock or so. And uh-huh. I get over there about 11. Our time. Our time, yes. Yeah. So, so it, you know, if we if we lived closer to each other, I'd be over there every day, probably. But It would be great. Now is Sandy is Sandy yeah, so. allowed to go visit you? Can could she go that far? Well, she's not. Uh, she's uh, not ambulatory, really. Uh, she's oh, okay. pretty much. Uh, she can use a wheelchair to get to the doctor and stuff like that, but she's usually, you know, bed bound. A little wheel. 
when they put me, if, when he feels like putting me in the wheelchair. But yeah. now he won't do that. Yeah, he's a he's a big, hefty guy. He shouldn't have any trouble doing it. Wow. Uh, I got my own wheelchair, so. What makes yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, uh, the thing is, is. Uh, uh, it's a long story, basically. But, yeah, he can get her in there better than I can. I'm not nearly as big as he is, and so it's easier for him to do that when he will. But we try to get her into the wheelchair every day for a little while. You know, she, we're trying to get her back up to speed. And uh, so uh, another thing that's happening is Thursday she's finally getting rehab there. So the rehab people are going to you know, start coming and helping her with uh, getting her legs back in shape so she can walk, hopefully. Yeah, that would be wonderful. And, and oh, make her walk. a little <laughs> bit more yeah, she independent. And that's not going to happen in a week or two, but will happen. Oh, uh, the lady was, uh, she was saying it might take her a couple, three years to get back in shape. Oh, my. Well, you just yeah. got to keep trying. And at yeah. least we can provide the uh, Sunshine Report for you and the Bella Report and things that you like to <laughs> yeah, hear. Yeah, I've got to apologize to poor Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, well, we should bell, bell poor Pierre. <laughs> of course, I was, I was kidding about that. I'm getting bad habits from somebody else who's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like to. So anyway, uh, you know, I was just uh, uh, got a little carried away that day. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that, probably. But anyway, that's what's going on with us, and I thought maybe you have some suggestions. Yeah, I'm totally blind. If he's partially sighted, that helps. Yeah, I'm, I'm total in one eye, though. I, uh, I've got partial vision in the other. So you kind of use what you can, and well, good luck to the two of you. You deserve it, and we're real proud we of you. We want to get married very soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should have done that a long time ago, but you know, things happen. <laughs> well, we're very proud of you. Thank you, guys. Oh, thank you. Uh, we're thank engaged. You. <laughs> yeah, we've been engaged just before this COVID thing got started. Uh, I just gave her the ring like the week before they started locking everything down. Yeah. We just made it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thanks for the suggestions, guys, and we'll we'll do that. Definitely the part about the documentation and, and the other two. Right. Uh, so we'll let you uh, get on. I know you got a demo you're you're working on. Yeah, so. we got to do that in a few minutes here. Thank you guys you, have Tom. a great day. Thank you. Too. Okay. <laughs> You never, for the grace of God, there could it go I. And you never know how lucky we have it. So. No, you certainly don't. All right, Jeff. Do we have a couple more? We hands? have two hands. We have Bill and we have iPhone Julie with Julie McCullough. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the lady go first. And Julie, unmute yourself, please. All right. All right. I'm here. Um, yes, I, I was very interested in what in what they were talking about because 
Ralph and I are contemplating whether or not we should or can get married and it's kind of hard harder to find out the information now than it used to be um and you know we both went on to social security from disability but ralph is receiving some kinds of assistance and um you know, the the Jayhawk area aging lady says, we recommend that our clients don't get married um, because housing is hard to find. And if something would happen to one of you and the other would have to lose their housing, that could make life very difficult. And um, but I'm <laughs> when when I was with Floyd what we did we had a covenant of commitment and blessing because his stepchildren were applying for medicaid for him and um my understanding what i was able to find out is that you know if one is on medicaid and one is not that they figured the person who is not can pay their own health insurance and their spouses too and floyd had parkinson's and needed specialized care and, you know, I didn't feel we could put that in jeopardy. And um, so it's a difficult situation to which I have not really been able to successfully get any answers. And um, so I'm going to be very interested in how their situation is able to play out. Well, that's that's a difficult one and with you being a retired minister do you have problems morally with being married or not being married well the, I, I, you know I mean this was the best that we could do and Floyd of course was a lot older than I am so it was he wanted me to look into whether we could get married or not and someone at Aldersgate helped me to find an attorney to have a free consultation with but I was you know she asked me what kind of Medicaid I was on and I was so stupid I didn't even realize there were different kinds of Medicaid Um, so there was a limit to how much she could help me Um, and so um, but actually the pastor who did our commitment service I found out later from Floyd's son that she had consulted with the bishop and the bishop knowing the circumstances, he thought it was okay. But, you know, I think it could be complicated if for some reason in my retirement I ever wanted or had the opportunity to serve again. Um, But that probably the way I am now might not be likely to happen. So, but I don't, you know, I, I don't want to close, I don't want to purposely close doors on anything. Right. And so, um, that is making it really difficult for me. And, um, the kind of assistance that Ralph is on, um, in case he would need that extra support at some time in his life, um, I wouldn't want to take anything away from him that he really should have. So, um, 
you know, but we had talked about it off and on. And then on Valentine's Day, he asked me if we could get married or committed. 10.22 a.m. Verizon. Email. Um, One new message. BillSparks9660 at gmail.com. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, we we could, but, you know, some, of the, some things I'd kind of have to get worked out in retirement. And I have some family complications right now that I feel like I need to try to do something for my sister if I can. Because um, she got in a real mess in her lifetime and has two kinds of cancer, um, the same kinds my our mother had. And so... Um, you know, it, it's making my retirement hard to figure out what I should do. Um, and and so I don't, you know, I, just, I, I sometimes I feel we're getting closer to answers, but then I just, I just don't know. Well, you um, do, do the best you can. Yeah. So I, you know, we're going to try to figure it out and. And some answers I would have to have for retirement before we could get around to doing that. So, um, and and being older kind of makes a difference. Being older and what kinds of obligations you have kind of makes a difference. Um, and I talked to a Social Security and Disabilities lawyer who said that if we do it, we need to do a division of assets thing, which he said is yards of paperwork. Um, and so, so I don't know. I just wonder if there are other people who have gotten together when they've been older and have had been blind and had circumstances and wonder how they've worked it out. Well, I'm sure a lot of blind people work it out, and that may be a future topic for someone, yes. and perhaps we can get a lawyer or someone from Social Security to talk to that, though Social Security is a lot easier about that either. You know, if you're on a needs-based program, any income coming into the home is going to affect that income. So that... Uh, you know, can vary. So, um, but keep plugging away at it and keep us posted and you'll do the right thing. I hope so. <laughs> you'll do the right thing. You'll All do right. the right thing. So not worried about you. All right. Thank do you. we have any more calls? Because I know we're getting close to this time for the demo. Jeff, do we have anybody else on the line? Yeah, Bill has. Uh, I don't know if you want to have Bill come on again, or do you want okay, to do the demo? Well, well let's get oh. Bill and go ahead and mute yourself, Bill. Okay, real quick. I was going to suggest when Don was on there with his with his um, friend. You know, when you're when Don is there with her, it would help also if he would help her exercise her legs, even if she's in the bed. That would help. I'm at rehab shouldn't say anything about it or the, or the physical therapist if you do it because they're not there every day but if he just has her even she's laying in bed or she can sit on the side of the bed and he just resists the movement of her leg in other words put his hands on her ankles and have her try to straighten her legs out against his resistance that'll build the muscles up or laying in bed 
just put his hands on the bottom of her feet or of her foot or hold her ankle and have her pull the leg up towards her stomach and push the leg back down and do resistance because, you know, I that was my business for 50-some years, and I worked with a lot of people that way. And it'll, it will um, help a lot keep up the, the strength of the muscles in the leg because you can do that stuff lying in bed. She didn't have to get up and go to therapy and have them try to walk, and they do it. You can do it right there in, in her room or when you're with her. Well, you're sitting in a wheelchair, and you can just put your hand on the leg and say, okay, uh, I forget her name now. I just say, Sandy, okay, yeah. Well, that's exercise. Yeah, exercise your leg. You put, put his hands on her ankles and do one leg at a time, and she just has to straighten the leg. That'll help the quadriceps and then pull them back the other way, you know, so... I mean, there's a lot of things you can do uh, to help a person build their strength. It might take less than, like he said, they said it might take two, three years. Well, if she gets exercising, it may come back quicker. And it wouldn't even help even to do the arms the same way because uh, hold her hold her hand or her wrist and, and let her flex her arm forward to do the biceps and push back the other way to get the triceps and that. That would help Any, anything because... Uh, to do that because my sister had a stroke a little year ago and I got my niece and, the, and her friends that come over every time they come over they well she goes to therapy too but they exercise her and the therapist has told her what have you been doing you you advanced so far and she said that her brother gave her this advice and they do because she has trouble with this one arm her right arm she can't use it that well and I said well exercise it well, I can't do it myself. I said, okay, then I showed people how to do it. And her friends come in or my niece comes in, and they do the exercise every day or two times a day. And she's almost back to, she's about 70% normal. So you got you got to exercise. You can't just depend on a therapist to do everything for you. you, got, you got, if you got a family member there, you got to keep moving. Because, you know, every time you walk or do a stair, you're exercising the muscles. And if, if you just sit in the chair and do nothing, those muscles are going to atrophy and you're going to do nothing. So that's, that's the thing. you got to keep moving. Okay. Very, very true. All right. Thanks, Bill. Do we uh, think it's about time for the demo, Chris? Well, that's up to you, but there's no more hands right now. so. Okay. Um, I was going to say the same thing. All right. So let me get over here. Uh, what's the demo called? Doorbell. Oh, dummy. All right, we're going to play this. Takes Chris, what about 15 minutes, 17 minutes? Uh, well, the Win, um, Winamp said, I mean, Windows Media Player said 17 minutes and 9 seconds. Oh, well, we'll quibble over a second here. We're showing 1710 here, but I guess that doesn't matter, does it? 
studio does that sometimes. Yeah, and that's what we're going to do. And do you want to say anything about it before we get started? This is a, a device that doesn't cost much money, and you don't have to use an iPhone or Android or anything like that. It is a wireless doorbell. I think the demo will sort of speak for itself. I'll make it very, very simple. You want a doorbell? Want to put something on the door where you're staying? Want some privacy? And you can do it all under $15. So here we go. Jeff, free is good for you, Jeff. Cheap. You got it. You got it. Jeff wants it. Good morning, everyone. It's time now to demonstrate another exciting piece of equipment that Chris and I purchased uh, a couple of days ago. And uh, today we're talking about doorbells. And what we have is a, uh, a company called Lovin, L-O-V-I-N, makes this thing. It is a uh, wireless... Um, waterproof. Waterproof doorbell and it comes with uh, a button and of course the doorbell and the first thing I'm going to do is let Chris give you some information about this product. This is a wireless waterproof doorbell and it is from Lovin as Dave said L-O-V-I-N V is in victory it was purchased from Amazon and if you put wireless doorbell in the search field and then go on down till you see Lovin. It is currently $14.99. It's regular $15.99, so it's pretty inexpensive. Uh, it requires no pairing between the doorbell button and the receiver. Uh, you do not use a smartphone, so... Uh, it would be great for somebody in an apartment or even a house, but it, especially in an apartment because a lot of times they don't have doorbells. Now, I will say it will go up to 85 decibels, so it can be pretty loud. I forget what the low number is, but it's pretty quiet, so it is adjustable. The volume is adjustable, and it has 36 chimes. All right, so when you take this unit out of the box... You have the, the doorbell itself, and uh, you also have the button, and the button is about uh, two inches w uh, wide, and lengthwise it's probably about two and a half inches, so it's rectangle. Uh, and if you lay the button down on the table and you put your fingers on the top of it, up towards the top ledge, the top edge, and bring your fingers in, going towards the opposite end and in from the edge about an inch or so you're going to find a, an opening there with a, a big button in it it's sort of a rectangle button and that's what you use to make the doorbell ring and in the box there's also some double-sided tape and so what you what uh, what you do is you you peel off one side of the double-sided tape. You folks probably know what, what that's all about. 
and you stick it to the back of the button. Then you peel off the other side and you can stick it either to the door, a door frame, anywhere you want it around the door so that people can see it and they know that they can push the button and make the doorbell ring. Okay, so that takes care of that part of the button. Now, if you flip this uh, button upside down and you bring your, on one end, of the the button if you have it if you have it upside down there is a, a little slot and in the box there's a little screwdriver and what you want to do is you take the little screwdriver put it in the slot and you twist it and when you do that the back comes off of the button so that you could put in the A23 12 volt battery it's it's about half the size of a triple A that's a guess, but something like that. So when you have the back off, um, and you'll find the compartment where the battery goes, and you'll see uh, like a little spring in there. That and now you know on a on a uh, like a double A or the, in this case the A twenty three battery, the flat end of the battery goes towards the spring. And the, and the other end with the point on it, that goes to the uh, into empty terminal. So you hold the flat part against the spring, push in, uh, push the spring in a little bit and push down on the battery and it'll snap into place. And then of course you put the back on and turn it the same way that you look at where the that notch is on the back and line it up with the notch on the uh, button itself so so it goes back on the same way it was when before you took it off and that takes care of <clears throat> the button then you stick it to you and then you, you stick it to the door because you've already got the, the double-sided tape on there and and it's peeled off and ready to go so you can put it wherever you want it outside the door and uh which is really nice and if you have to go if you're if you move and you want to take it with you just peel it off the door take off the uh the sticky go if there's any excess uh part of the double-sided tape on the door uh take get that off just scrub it off or whatever maybe with an alcohol wipe or something yeah and so you you could do that and then um, you would get a new side, a new piece of double-sided tape, and you put it back on to one, one side, back onto the button, and the other side onto the new door from your new place or whatever. Now, <clears throat> the doorbell itself—it's um, about four inches square, and there's nothing on the front of the doorbell at all. Um, on the back of the doorbell, there's two prongs that stick out, and those are the prongs that you plug in to a receptacle in the house. So you're going to plug, the doorbell gets plugged in, but the button operates by battery. And most likely, you're not going to have to replace that battery for a long, long time. Because the only time that the battery works is whenever you press the button. So, you know, that takes care of that. And the only other thing on uh, the only other thing on the doorbell 
on one side of the doorbell, you will find uh, up towards the top edge on 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 um, on one side of it because it depends on how you hold it. It could either be the left side or the right side, depending on how you hold it. Um, There are two buttons. The first one you can tell um, because it's closest to the edge on one side, and then there's another button next to it that's a little bit farther away from the edge. But the one um, towards the top edge is the one that changes your chimes from different, it's got 36 songs, and uh, that every time you tap it, it gives you a different song. So you can set it, you know, like if it's Christmas time, you might wanna keep tapping the, uh, the chime button until you get to a Christmas thing, you know, whatever, and then anytime anybody rings the doorbell, that's It'll what you get. Play jingle bells or whatever. Yeah. Or happy birthday or all anxiety or whatever you set it to. And like we said, it is wireless, but you don't have to pair it because it matches the you know, the button is automatically matched to the doorbell. And it's got a heck of a good range on it. Thousand feet. So, uh, it can go uh in line of sight would be up to about a thousand feet. In the house you're gonna get to maybe 300 feet, and which would be a pretty big house. <laughs> but anyway, um, th- that's really all there is to the um, to the doorbell and the button. Um, so what I did is um, I, I and I have a reason for this. Um, sometimes my bird starts making noise and her cage sets close to the refrigerator and I can hit, I can just carry the button with me. <laughs> um, and then whenever she starts acting up, she hates that thing. And all I got to do is press the button and I have it set to go cuckoo, cuckoo, and she hates it. And she's cuckoo. Yeah. Yeah. She is a little cuckoo. That's about right. And, um, so uh, what I did was I, I took that, there's that double-sided tape in the, in the box. Well, I didn't use the, uh, the double-sided tape. I used uh, a piece of Velcro and I put... Is it uh, stuck on a magnet? Uh, uh, well, what I did, yeah, we stuck so we can move. the Velcro to a magnet and then stuck the, uh, peeled off the other side of that Velcro and uh, stuck it uh, uh, and stuck that onto the back of the of the doorbell so it sticks to the refrigerator is basically what it boils down to but it's movable but I can move it anytime I want to because it does have a magnet that sticks to the side of the refrigerator so anyway um, very easy to operate you don't even really need instructions um, but now um, I'm going to find the button on, on this on this case I have the uh, doorbell sitting on the refrigerator sideways and um, so I'm going to take my fingers to the top of the uh, doorbell the way it's sitting on there and coming in from the edge I'm coming to the first button 
And if I press that button, that's one chime, and we got 36 of them. Christmas or birthday, though. I didn't. Okay, we'll see if there's any more. going to have enough room to put another plug in the wall for whatever. 
like a toaster or something like that. So use the bottom uh, plug. Anyway, that's how the unit works, and I'm going to turn it over to Chris to give you the uh, information one more time. This is a wireless waterproof doorbell. It is by Lovin, L-O-V-I-N. It is available on Amazon and probably other places, too, but anyway, Amazon is where we got it. It's available for $14.99 right now. I believe its regular price is $15.99. All right. Well, that's how the unit works. If you have any questions about the product, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. That's Bill at BillSparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answers, he'll get a hold of us, and we'll make sure you get the answers to your questions. Or if you have any questions or comments regarding the Lovin Wireless Waterproof Doorbell during this broadcast, you may reach us by calling 646 646- Eight seven six nine nine two three. That's six four six eight seven six nine nine two three. Follow the prompts. Press pound. When you're asked for a uh, meeting ID, enter two eight seven seven two three four six zero zero. That's two eight seven seven two three four six zero zero. Press pound again. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound one more time and you'll be in the room with us where you may ask your question or make your comment regarding the loving, loving wireless waterproof doorbell. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another, another exciting, exciting demo. demo. That was a, a very good demo. And uh, you can have an affordable doorbell. Can you see a lot of case scenarios for those, Dave and Chris? Huh. Inside apartments that are inside buildings, at least my experience has been, and I haven't been in one in a while, so it may have changed. A lot of them don't have doorbells. You know what mine has built, uh, Chris? Not a doorbell, an old-fashioned thing. It's called the brass door knocker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> I wish we had one parts. of those in Florida because if I'm doing anything, I can't hear our doorbell at all. Oh, you can crank the volume up. You just keep tapping that second button on there, and, just, and it'll go higher until it gets to the top. And if you hit it again, it'll start low, and, and just keep tapping it until you get the volume you want. Well, and you can also pick out the song that has the most notes you can hear or whatever. What yeah. made you buy this thing for you guys? Because I thought you had the Blink camera and all that other stuff. What? What? We didn't need a doorbell. but um, I wanted it because our, our bird, every time we get on a t- telephone, she decides to make noise. And I thought maybe if I get something that she doesn't like, she'll stop. And it, it actually worked because I used the cuckoo sound on the, on the doorbell. And um, so when she starts acting up, I just hit it and she'll shut up. We were kind of hoping it might have a buzzer. But the one thing we didn't want was her to learn to imitate whatever we chose. But she will eventually, though. 
Yeah, she, she does it about will. ten times louder than the yeah. real thing. <laughs> I got a gun. It works nicely, Dave, but I better not use it. <laughs> you might kill me with your gun, and you're a lot more skilled at guns than I am. Yeah, the, the she only thing the, uh, and I, she, probably, Tim, she probably thinks the cuckoo is uh, is after her. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> yeah, because it it's right beside her cage, and and it has a flashing light on it. So, and she doesn't like that either. So that helps. The only thing I wanted to say about it was. Because that plugs in and there's no battery in in the doorbell itself, so if the power goes off and comes back on, the only thing you might want to have to do is to use the first button and put the song back on there and just tap it until you get to the song you want. What is the default song for it? Or is it, does it go to an original to its original setting initially when, when that happens, you know? Wasn't the default the regular doorbell? Yeah. Uh-huh. The ding-dong one. Leave it to Chris and Dave to find these crazy gadgets. Uh, <laughs> next, crazy. next, you're gonna find a talking Vegematic. Yeah, there you go. That oh, actually was we're, uh, we're good deal for, uh, for the money. Yeah, yeah, actually it is, and and it's small, both the button and the and the doorbell itself. And very uncomplicated. It's just yeah. plug it in and stick it on and go. Yeah, because anything anymore, you got to pair it and do this and that and the other thing. And that's okay, but you don't even really need instructions for it. This is true. I I had one years ago that was real similar, but it didn't hold up very well. The, uh, something happened to the button, and it's like it lost signal. I mean, it was real weak. Oh, yeah? And it, it wasn't the battery that was bad. It was something i don't know what happened <laughs> this this uh the range is really good i was outside the other day and i think the phone rang or chris was on the phone or something and she started and i could i could sort of barely hear the, the uh her make a noise and i pressed the button and I, when i was outside and it worked great makes a nice little thing yeah by the way guys for for the, all you guys who happen to like gourmet holiday, they're doing lot. They've been doing a lot of gourmet holiday lately. I wonder if that means they can't find product crisp, but because there's been a lot of it lately. Could be. Don't know. I mean, it, was, it was on this morning when I got up. It was probably was from yesterday. They repeated it. Then I it's think on. This t- might be cooking day, but I'm not sure. No, Jenny. it's not. Um, I was looking oh. at the schedule, but it, they definitely have gourmet holiday today, and so. Uh, and, and and they've done something that I, I haven't seen before, at least on QVC too. They have a they have this thing called the Rustelli Hour, and they'll do an hour of nothing but Rustelli products. They've been doing that for the past few months, especially on Saturday after afternoon after Mary. Leave it Mary. to me to watch this stuff. I don't ever buy anything a lot of most of the time. But I, I like to watch it. Cause I think <laughs> about what I could, what I what I what I should buy and shouldn't buy, and then I realize, well, maybe I shouldn't buy this, but. That's <laughs> just part of my problem, I guess. <laughs> Chris well, has a good recipe for today. Well, some people will think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. A lot of people probably won't care Come on, we for want, it. But we want to hear it, Chris. I'm going to do it anyway because when you do like them, they're hard to find. This is air-fried chicken livers. One pint of chicken livers, well rinsed. One cup of flour. One quarter cup cornstarch. 
salt, pepper, and any other seasonings you want to taste. I just use salt and pepper. One half cup milk and one egg. In a shallow bowl, beat your egg and milk. And you can go ahead and put your chicken livers in there if you want to and just let them soak till you're ready to make them. And in another shallow bowl that's larger, you mix your flour, your cornstarch, and your seasonings. And if you haven't mixed your livers in with your egg and milk, you dredge them in that, and then you dredge them in the dry, and you put them on a rack over a plate or a cookie sheet for about 20 minutes. And if you have put them in your egg and milk to drain, just pour all that liquid off, and that way you can just use them straight out of the bowl into the dry, and that's, that's actually how I like to do it. Anyway, once you get that done and you get ready to put them in the air fryer, you spray them on both sides if you can. It's a little hard. I picked up the, each sliver and sprayed the bottom side and then the top side, placed it in the fryer. You set your fryer for 400 degrees for 14 minutes, and you do not, at least in the Kasori, you do not have to preheat it. I would recommend following your manufacturer's instructions on that. And that's it. Now that's with the new Kasuri. Either Kasuri, that'll work. I, you can turn them over in the old Kasuri. I have done it, not turning them over, and it works reasonably well. Your bottom side is a little bit, um, not real crispy, but anyway, they're still good. But you probably should turn them over if you use the old Kasuri. Then the newer one, you don't have to No, flip the them. newer one, you don't have to. Because it has the elements at the top and the bottom, so. So the Kasori would work with the same as what a another brand air fryer would work, the, the older Kasori. Only thing is, if you have, the Kasoris are, I believe the old one is 1,700 and the new one is 1,750 watts. If your air fryer that you have is lower wattage than that, you might have to add a minute or so. Yeah, that may yeah, be some of, some of those air fryers are like 1,500 or 12. Well, it'll change the time it takes to preheat, you know. I'm always hungry, but I'm not sure if I like chicken livers. I have to play with that. that that's something I haven't really had too much of too often, Chris, but... Uh, I, I don't care for them either because I grew up with them and <laughs> I would ask my mom deliberately because I knew what she was going to have and I'd say what do we have for supper and she'd say well we're going to have chicken livers or well, liver and onions or something like that anything to do with liver I've had um, beef liver but like my you know when the Jewish religion is chopped liver and I can't stand it I didn't and I never really liked liver all that much so uh I was the weird kid that loved liver and fish and shrimp and well, steak and shrimp if I, I could like. get it, but I hated mac and cheese. I used to tell my mom when yeah. she'd tell me what she was having, I'd say, well, Mom, I'm not really hungry. So eventually she got the point, and she didn't offer it to me. So, Yeah, but my mom used to say to me, I'm sorry, Jeff, this is not a cafeteria, and this is what we're having. You either eat or you starve. Mom's thing what? was you can eat it or you can have a bowl of cereal or a bologna sandwich. 
at school they had liver but they always served it with bacon and onions and I like the bacon and the on- onions <laughs> I had it with bacon I it had something because they I didn't like peas or mashed potatoes what but I remember that that I had uh, they wanted me to eat peas and I wouldn't eat them and she I had to stay in the cafeteria for three hours but and, and finally the teacher who said you eat those peas finally just said oh just go 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 because I was not going to eat them no matter what they said no, that's a good thing. Just go, go, go. All right. We're just about to wrap it up. Um, I do want to make something that came out of Monday's meeting. We want to ensure that all our podcasts go up in a timely basis. Now, I realize, and I didn't know it last week if I posted, it didn't post. But if it, if a podcast is not up within 24 to 36 hours I'm going to give you a number to call and that number is 317-285-8276 call me direct and tell me that's 317-285-8276 because we work together as a team and we'll make sure that that podcast is up on a timely basis. It's a kind of a protection for our own selves so that we make sure we get them up and serve you better. So um, 317-285-8276 or you can email me bill at billsparks.org and we'll, we'll address the issue. And let you know exactly what's happening. And we've got some staff people here who will give me a help if if I'm extremely busy. So anyway, that's our promise to you. And that did come out of the um, the meeting of things that we needed to improve here on the legend. So there you go. Anyone want to say anything else before I pull the plug and say you will be able to listen to the podcast? Nothing else, Jeff? No, nothing else. Just to watch. Oh, just to listen to All Things Radio and uh, happy birthday to WGN tomorrow. They're celebrating 100 years of being on the air at WGN AM. And you found all the materials we presented to you, Jeff? I, I certainly did, and they're in the folder. Just a little inside stuff. We have the radio news is done. The only thing I haven't done is the notes for the show. I'll take care of that, and the voicemail from Debbie is also in there as well. That I took care of that as well, as well as Jennifer's part stuff, and your uh, featured segment as well. Everything is in the folder. Right. So if you don't want to try one of those two things I told you for a podcast, you can always use the request line, but press option two and say, hey, the podcast is not there. So, all right, everyone, have a great day. Sorry about the shaky start. We don't know, but we're here and we pulled it off. And thank you.